welcome to another bonus episode of Treat Your Shelf. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emma. And we are continuing our journey through One Piece. Emma, what volumes and chapters were we focusing on this time? Well, we entered the Water 7 saga. So we read the first two arcs of it, Davy Backfight and Water 7. And that was chapters 304 through 374 in mm. volumes 32 through 39. Good for you. I, I did not mean to say volumes and chapters. So well done being able to come up with both because <laughs> we usually just say the chapters. It's easier for me to remember this time because I do actually own these volumes, mm. which should indicate how I feel about <laughs> what we're about to talk about. I mean... I guess we should just hop right in. So as always, we are only going to talk about what has happened up to this point. We're not going to spoil anything beyond this. Let's get into it. Oh, boy. So, yes, Davy Backfight and Water 7, also known as the worst arc and the best arc. (laughs) Davy Backfight is certainly something. (laughs) You know, it's okay, it's really not that bad. It's a lot worse in the anime because mm. they do a filler arc where there are actually two Davy Pack fights instead of just the mm-hmm. one. And then it's also followed by another filler arc. So it's just it's it's pretty bad. But here it's just like kind of annoying. Yeah. Yeah. It does seem like an abrupt stop to the action of we got to deal with this random dude who's trying to cheat to steal our crew and we have to abide by these rules. (laughs) (laughs) Even though we're pirates. (laughs) But there's a pirate code, I guess. Yes. (laughs) Only when it benefits the foxy pirates who are the villains of this arc. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have a lot to say about it. I My biggest thing is they lose Chopper in one of the matches. Like, he's taken by the other crew, mm-hmm. by the Foxy Pirates. And he's so sad, and he's crying and crying. And Zoro's <laughs> basically like, just stop it. Stop it. You became a pirate. It doesn't matter what crew you were on. You set out to become a pirate. And then when the match is all over, and they're, like, back at the ship, or they're winding down or whatever, Zoro takes a moment, and he thinks about it, and he's like, huh, you know... I actually wouldn't want to be a pirate if I wasn't with this crew. (laughs) It's like, Zoro, you were so mean to Chopper, who was so sad that he wasn't with the Straw Hats anymore. And now you finally took a moment to think about it and reflect, and you're like, oh yeah, no, I wouldn't want to either. He forgot how he joined the crew through coercion, and oh, you're a criminal now, so you might as well be a pirate. Right, like... He was originally a pirate hunter, like... And that's that's still his nickname on his bounty poster. But yeah, the entire point of this arc is for Luffy to say, I won't lose a single member of my crew, even if it kills me, and then immediately loses two crew members in the next arc. Yeah. And again, I mean, so we're going to get into Water 7 super soon, but this is another nice emotional break, I guess, Mm. like Skypea, because then Water 7 is all emotions all the time. Oh my gosh. So many emotions from everybody. But yeah, so Davy Backfight, it's just these little competitions. If you lose, you lose a crew member. But don't worry, the Straw Hats win in the end. So there are some cute teamwork moments and... It's mm-hmm. okay, but 
It's very strange because it seems that the intention is that it's supposed to be a comedic arc, but it's really not that funny. Like I was laughing more during Water 7 than I was at this. That's fair. I I think I just find Foxy so annoying and yeah. all the Foxy pirates so annoying. Yeah. So it just the humor didn't work and it's just strange because Oda is a funny person. Oh, I mean, I know we focus on all of the emotional things, but there are so many fun- funny moments. I mean, I laugh out loud so many times while reading this. Yeah. Uh, so that's basically it for Davy Backfight, except for the stunning conclusion. Oh my gosh, it suddenly gets so intense. It just suddenly, everything changes. <laughs> it's, ah! Yes, so we meet an admiral of the Navy... There are only three admirals in the Navy. There's there's so much world building in this mm-hmm. arc that we'll probably forget to mention, but I'm going to mention it here. We Anyway, we meet Admiral Aokiji, mm-hmm. who was actually in the very last chapter that we read. Riding his bicycle on the ocean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and looking at Luffy's bounty poster and saying, not an honest member in the family. Oh, I didn't pick up on that, or at least I didn't remember that. <laughs> I know we forgot to mention it, and I was going to ask Christina, oh, what do you think that means? Well, we find out that he knows Luffy's grandfather. Yeah. We we don't know who Luffy's grandfather is, but... <laughs> Literally all I wrote was Admiral Aokiji is riding a bicycle on the ocean. <laughs> I did not pay attention to that line. Okay, but yeah, he, he we find out that he knew, knows Luffy's grandpa. And he knows Robin, which is the important yes. thing here, is he's saying, yeah, I came here just to make sure... I knew where Nico Robin is. She's been wanted for 20 years. Just got to keep tabs on her. See you later, guys, I guess. And then he changes his mind and is like, oh, wait, I am going to kill you all. Well, no, also, I mean, Robin is immediately on the defensive. So she's also attacking him. And uh, yeah, again, it gets really serious really fast because he's got these ice powers and he turns Robin into ice and... Usopp and Chopper, get her out of there and get her back to the ship (laughs) to take care of her. Ah. No, I I did love this because all the Straw Hats are attacking one target, which we never see. Everybody has their one-on-one fights and they're all trying to attack this guy and he's so strong and they're all playing keep away with Robin. They're getting Mm -hmm. her out of there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I loved it. Yeah, and then, I mean, Luffy ends up challenging Aokiji to, like, one-on-one combat. Yes. And so everybody else gets back to the ship now, especially because, I mean, everybody had been injured by the ice powers at that point. Asanji yes. and Zoro both needed medical attention for, for their various frostbite that they were getting. And it's interesting because when Zoro is talking to the rest of the crew when they're all there, previous to this, they've always been... V- very confident in Luffy. Yes. And they've always been like, no matter what odds he's against, they're like, no, it'll be fine. But this time Zoro says, this is a crucial time for the crew, whether he did it on a whim or not, just be prepared for the worst. So talking about Luffy deciding to do this one-on-one fight. So it's like, oh no, they don't actually know that he can win this. They don't actually believe that that this is going to go well for them. And it's just like, that's never happened before. And they are right, because he does lose the fight. (laughs) He does. So, But Aokiji then decides, okay, I won't kill you, because you took care of Crocodile. 
And also, I'm not going to deliver Smoker's silly message. I knew you would write that down. I, I have it starred and I have it written down. And I was like, what? How dare you, Alkiji? What silly message? What is Smoker trying to say? What? How dare you? We need to know. <laughs> but yeah, Alkiji's also like, you know, he. He agreed to one-on-one combat, which meant that he would leave the rest of the Straw Hats alone, like, yes. whatever the outcome. So he's like, ah, that was kind of smart, Luffy. Okay. <laughs> I'll leave you be. And yeah. Uh, and then Zoro and Sanji go back to get Luffy's frozen body. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Just, there's going to be a lot of us just screaming during this arc. It's, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Okay. Yeah. And then after that fight is over, Usopp is... He's worn out. Everybody's worn out, but he just kind of collapses and he says, all I did was run around a lot. That guy was so strong. Mm -hmm. Are we going to meet people like that the further we go into the Grand Line? And yeah, it's, oh my God, just all these things are coming to a head. Mm -hmm. It's so great. But are you ready to get to Water 7? I think so. (laughs) Water 7, the city of water. It's basically Venice. And it's basically the shipwriting capital of the world. Which yeah. Is, which is really great because, as we knew from the last arc, Going Mary needs lots of repairs. And Poor baby. <laughs> and we're hoping to get a shipwright to join the crew. Mm-hmm. Or a musician. But, <laughs> but yes, a shipwright would be very helpful at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely necessary at this point. <laughs> and yeah, they meet the Galley Law Company, yes. um, which are all the shipwrights. And they give off these similar vibes to, like, Chef Zef's, like, the restaurant. Yes! I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, and it just made me miss them. And I was (laughs) like, I I don't know. There's just something about this dynamic of these people who are really talented at whatever their craft is. But then they're also willing to, like, get down and rumble if needed, like, and put up a fight. I don't know. There's just something really cool about that. Well, because they're also a group of people that deal with pirates a lot. Yeah. So (laughs) they're ready for the worst. Yeah. But yes, we're introduced to all these shipwrights. They all have gimmicks. And Oda did this on purpose because he's like, oh, a carpenter's gonna join the crew. Yeah. And he introduces all of these people, all with their unique gimmicks. And spoilers, half of them are evil. So he's just playing with us. Yeah. He's just like, oh, who's it gonna be? Surprise. Yeah. Not who you think. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we still don't know who's going to join them, Emma. Well, yeah, we do not know if anyone's going to join them. But we definitely but know. But we do know half of them are evil we, now. <laughs> yeah, we, we know who's not going to join them. <laughs> well, I suppose Robin joined them and she was evil at first. So, you know. Oh, we really can't make those assumptions. Then. I suppose so. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah, they're just like exploring the city and Zoro's with the ship. And I mean, immediately Robin like ends up disappearing. She and Chopper were having like a really cute shopping trip. (laughs) And then they were going to go to the bookstore. And then somebody just like super mysteriously is like, I'm with CP9. And then we just don't see her again for a really long time. Yes. But we, so we got all our treasure from last time, and so we exchange it for money, and then Luffy's just swinging around the briefcase. Oh my god! See, that, that was funny. Take back fight, not funny. Luffy just swinging around the briefcase and then throwing it. Go. <laughs> They're like, we just got that money, what are you doing? 
But yeah, so they've got more than enough money. I mean, they have enough to repair the Going Merry. Mm-hmm. They just need to actually talk to the shipwrights. And so then they meet Kaku, who's so cool. But then he's evil, guys. <laughs> he's so evil. <laughs> But he was so cool. (laughs) And he just runs off to assess the ship. And y'all, it's not good news. (laughs) Yes. The Going Mary cannot sail anymore. Her keel is broken. And she will sink if she goes any farther. Yeah. I mean, we did see it get ripped in half last arc in Skypea. (laughs) We, We literally saw the keel be fully damaged. And it is a miracle they made it this far. Yes. On that ship. Because it is barely holding itself together. Yeah. So I know that the first time I went through this arc, I was I was so devastated by that news. Just what do you mean the Going Mary isn't going to be their ship anymore? And, mm-hmm. and this time, part of me was like, it's just a ship. Why is this so upsetting? But then later, I got really upset by it. But we'll get into that. She's a part of their crew. I know. <laughs> and, and for context, I know... You know, we're getting through this pretty fast, but this was eight years into the story. Mm. People had been with the ship for eight years, and now it's going away, and it yeah. is so sad. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? We have to have so much more emotional devastation before we get into all of that. Okay. <laughs> yes, we're... Okay, we gotta get into it. Usopp gets kidnapped, and the money gets stolen. Mm-hmm. And first of all, this is all Lulu's fault, Lulu is one of the shipwrights, and he's like, oh, yeah, I saw some guy getting kidnapped. Yeah, didn't, didn't do anything he tells to stop to, it. He, he tells it to Luffy and Nami, and they're like, oh, my God, Usopp's been kidnapped by the mm-hmm. Frankie family, mm-hmm. who were, like, the kings of the underworld. The dismantlers of the, the ships. Yes. But, yeah, oh, it's just... It's so heartbreaking. I mean, hopping ahead a bit, when they do get Usopp back yes. and when Nami finds Usopp. And again, Nami's whole thing is money. Yes. Money is like the most important thing to her. Except it's not because it's like her friends that are more important because she tells Usopp, don't worry about the money, Usopp. And it's like, oh, for Nami to say that. Yes. <laughs> ah! <laughs> But he's so, oh, he's he's just there crumpled, beat to a pulp. And he says, I can't face them. I lost the money I, because I'm weak. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, first of all, you had a lot of people against you. Yeah, it was so many people. And just, you, yeah, this was the worst crew to be on because everybody is so competent at everything and so strong. Yeah. But, oh my god, so yeah, just his feelings of incompetence, it's so heartbreaking. And then he goes back to the Frankie family to try and get the money back. Yeah. And he gets beat up again. Yeah. He was told to wait, like, Nami or was gonna go back and get everybody else. Yes. And, and be like, you know, found him, we know who has the money, let's all gather together and, and beat them all up. But no, he he goes and tries it on his own. And... Which is, his goal is to be a brave warrior yeah. to see. And this is brave. It's stupid. It's really stupid. Yeah. But he looks so brave here. And he's fighting. He's fighting for the ship. Because, yeah, I oh. mean, it's the money. It's, it's not just that he's feeling incompetent. It's that this was the money that was going to save Mary. Yes. That was going to save the ship that he loves more than anything. Yes. 
and he lost it and he feels like it's going to be his fault if they can't fix the ship. Yes. But don't worry, we've got the best four boys come <laughs> to get revenge for Usopp. And <laughs> it's so good. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so good. And yes, I say four boys because it's not just Luffy, Sanji, and Zoro who are the main three who usually get revenge for, for them because Chopper is there too. Now Chopper does give a little bit of medical aid first, yes. but then he's like, no. I am getting revenge. I am joining you all on this mission to beat up these people. I'm like, oh, baby chopper, <laughs> you you were feeling slightly incompetent last arc, but now here you are going up against the Frankie family because your friend Usopp has been brutally attacked by them. Yeah, for the past two arcs, Chopper kept saying just, oh, I need to contribute more. And it's just like, you're contributing a lot to this crew considering how much they get injured. So... Yes, just because you're not fighting on as high as a level as they are doesn't mean you're not contributing. Yeah. But yes, he he gets in on this. Chopper, actually, I really liked Chopper during this arc. I love him so much. As, but as you, as you know, Hannah, yeah. I've always been fairly indifferent on yeah. Chopper. Yeah. But I, I actually loved him in this arc. So. Oh, he was fantastic. I mean, I loved everyone in this arc because this arc was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess... The next big thing is is the decision of what to do with Mary, because nobody wanted to say goodbye to Mary. Correct. I mean, when they heard the news that the ship was, like couldn't be saved, none of them wanted to believe it. But now they've they've got Usopp back and Luffy is the captain. He has to make a decision. He's like, okay, we have to we have to say goodbye to Mary. Yes. And then so Luffy has already maybe not come to terms with it, but he's he's made his decision and he's like, okay, now the only thing to do is look forward. Yes. And Usopp is not at that place because Usopp wasn't there to hear any of the news. And so he hasn't had any time to process. And so for Luffy to immediately be like, yep, we're saying goodbye. And I'm looking at this catalog to find a new ship when Usopp has just been through hell trying to get the money to save Mary, like, Usopp can't handle that news. And he still thinks that it's his fault that, oh, we don't have enough money to repair Mm -hmm. Mary, Mm -hmm. and because I lost the money, Mm -hmm. so this is my fault. Mm -hmm. And this this fight, it just, the escalation of it is so perfect, and it's, oh my god, everything about this, you know, it's not the direction you want the series to go in, but it just, it makes so much sense, and it Oh, it, yeah. it hurts so much, but it's so good at the same time. Well, yeah, it's just, it's it's so interesting because, like, all of the crew is there yes. witnessing their fight. And, I mean, the way Sanji tries so many times to put an end to it, to try and get them to calm down. Like, I mean, even telling Luffy, like, you stop right there. What you are about to say, get, like, get those words out of your mouth because that is, you're, you're about to say something that you can't take back. Yes. And it's so good. (laughs) So one of the things that I've been really paying attention to during this read through, Mm. well, I'm always paying attention to Sanji, as you know. Mm. Sorry about my Sanji bias here, (laughs) everyone. He's the best. I love love Sanji. But how Oda's intention is for Sanji and Zoro to be opposites. Yes. So I'm really paying attention to how they handle situations. And so, as you said, Sanji's getting physically involved in this fight, mm-hmm. trying to stop it. Zoro doesn't say anything during the fight. 
Interesting. At the very beginning, he says, calm down, guys. And then during, during the rest of it, he just he just stands there. Mm. And then during the actual physical fight that they have, you know, he's also just standing there and then telling Luffy, you're the captain. I'm following what you're doing. Yeah. And that's his approach to it, where Sanji has the more emotional approach. He doesn't mm-hmm. want the crew to split up. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I love it. And then, of course, during their fight, Oda had to, like, dig the knife in more because it's you get this panel of mary and like from the i think it's raining and there's like the ocean spray or is it just i the think ocean it spray? might have been i'll have to go back but i thought it was usopp causes an explosion, an explosion which which makes, makes the, the ocean spray up onto mary and then on her figurehead, on uh, right it, where it's like the goat's head. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it looks like she's crying. Yes. And so sad. That stupid boat is making me so sad. Yeah, but okay. So during their fight, Usopp says that he's leaving the crew and mm-hmm. how he's thought about this for a while. Mm-hmm. That he just feels like a burden to them, and how he's also relating that back to the ship. Just you're tossing the ship aside because it's not useful to you. Well, yeah. am I useful to you? Yeah. Not really. So I might as well leave because yeah. you're just eventually going to toss me aside too. And it's just like, no, don't feel like that. You didn't see them murder the Frankie family for you. They love mm-hmm. you. <laughs> even even if you had no use to this crew, they still want you there. They still yeah. love you. <laughs> yeah. He's a part of the crew and they don't want to let him go, but... They do, because that's his wishes. And, I mean, he lost the fight, but Luffy leaves him married to do with however he wants to, while the rest of them go back to try and sort out what they're going to do next. Yes, him and Luffy have a fight, a physical fight. It's a, it's, it's a physical yeah. <laughs> Because he says, I challenge you for the ship, because this is rightfully yours, because you're the captain. And the thing is, Usopp does put up a fairly, uh, for Usopp, for sure. I mean, it's a good fight because he does. He knows Luffy. He yes. knows what Luffy's weaknesses are. So he is able to target those and he does target those. Yes. Oh. And then one punch. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. It's, it's real. I, I don't know if it's my favorite fight that I, but it was so good. Mm. It's so emotional. It told such a great story. Mm. Oh, my God. So Usopp's not in the crew anymore. And also Robin's missing still. Which mm-hmm. I, I think people tried to bring up during their fight initially. Just, hey, Robin's missing. Maybe we should focus on this. Yeah. yeah. Like, we have other things to worry about as well. So then after the fight, Luffy's crying and Zoro says, you can't doubt yourself. You're the captain. If you doubt yourself, we'll doubt you. And this crew has no future then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. Okay. So our crew has fallen apart. We have no ship now. <laughs> We've lost two of our crewmates. And also, then the next day, there's an assassination attempt on the mayor. Yeah, the mayor and also the head person of the galley law and shipwrights. And yeah, Hannah, you haven't talked about Iceberg yet. I haven't talked about Iceberg yet. I really like him. <laughs> I, it's, it's one of those things where he shows up and he's got this little teeny tiny mouse in his pocket and, you know, he's the head of all of these cool shipwrights. So you're like, he's probably cool, too. Uh, <laughs> but but you don't really see much of what he's doing because he's, you know, also running the town. And yes. and so he's got all of these things on his plate that he's doing. But yeah, I don't know. It's just 
his shipwrights really care for him. I mean, the assassination attempt happens and Polly is beside himself. <laughs> he is so upset. He is immediately running to be by his side to try and figure out what has <laughs> happened to this person that I really admire and care about. And yeah, I don't know. He's just a cool dude. Yeah, but when he does eventually wake up, he says, yeah, I saw who shot me. It was Nico Robin. Of the Straw Hat Pirates. <laughs> so, so you gotta, not really, he's, he's not necessarily calling people to get the Straw Hats, but that is what happens. Is <laughs> the, They hear like, oh, that's a part of the Straw Hats. So now the Straw Hats are wanted. Yep. But they don't know that. So they're just like, let's go back to the ship friends to talk about getting a ship. Yeah, that. And then and then even when they hear about the assassination attempt, it's like, well, no, we got to talk to him. <laughs> we're we're going to talk this through. Like, yes. it, it's fine. We're, we just we just got to get in the room and talk to him. It'll be OK. <laughs> oh, and if that's not enough, there's also the Aqua Laguna coming. There, I don't know, I guess like tidal wave, hurricane. Mm. It's only a day. Tsunami. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, Every year, the city basically gets flooded. So that's coming. Yeah, so everybody is in the midst of, like, evacuating and and getting to higher ground and hunkering down so that they won't get injured or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You know, drowned. You know, drowned. (laughs) But yeah, uh, and this is another really cute moment where Chopper and Sanji being the best yes, because they they hear about this thing that's happening and they're like hmm you know what we're gonna do we're gonna go have a fight about it right next to the mary super loud so that you know anybody who might happen to be on the mary <laughs> will hear yes. and know that there is this tidal wave coming <laughs> and that they can then get to safety so they they work really hard to let usopp know without like hurting his pride i guess and it's just too sweet (laughs) oh my gosh so just yeah everything's going wrong at once it's exciting we we've got chopper and sanji are still looking for robin and they do find her she's just standing there at one point and she says i'm not returning to the crew you're never going to see me again goodbye leave me alone and they're like um no (laughs) yeah I mean, Sanji's immediately, like, diving into the canal to try and get yes. to her on the other side. And they they don't manage to get to her. But they don't give up. And I think she does say, yes, I did shoot the mayor. <laughs> she, no, she says, she, I don't think she ever says the word shoot, but she is like, yes, I was there. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do think she never admits to shooting because she's not the one who shot. Very good legalese him. there. Very, yeah. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yes. But yeah, and then Sanji breaks off from Chopper. Is like, okay, Chopper, you got to go let everybody know what we have learned. It's not a lot, but let them know. Yeah. I'm going to go off and do what I do, which is solve all the problems myself. This is peak Sanji. We've been alluding to it in past arcs, but this really establishes that in every arc, Sanji just goes off on his own to get information, to do reconnaissance, and to formulate a plan. Mm -hmm. And it's so great. I love him. I Mm -hmm. love this role for him. Mm -hmm. But then he's gone for a whole volume. Oh, he's gone for so long (laughs) and it makes me sad. (laughs) But I do love we have the rest of the crew together and they're putting all the facts together. Mm -hmm. And it's really Zoro who's the one who's saying, all right, 
let's work this out. Here's the information we have. Robin said, we're never going to see her again. I think maybe she's going to actually try and kill the mayor tonight. Mm -hmm. So we have to decide. Are we going to go to the mayor's house to try and confront Robin? If we do, we'll look even more guilty. Mm -hmm. And Luffy says, yeah, we're going. Yeah. And I mean, Zoro is also, I mean, he was on the fence about Robin before, but he's like, we really need to determine whether she is truly a villain or not. Like we, we like, like you were saying, I yes. mean, we need to figure out what's happening here, but also like prepare ourselves because she could be a villain. But she, but he does say that he, like he's not going either way at this point. Yes. Yeah. He, he is very much like, we still need more information. So yeah. Will there be another assassination attempt? Of course there will be. Of course. <laughs> and you know what? Iceberg is a cool dude and he kind of knows that things are happening. So he's got his main man, Polly, his best friend. <laughs> And gives him a secret mission. Which he does not do well at. <laughs> he doesn't He doesn't follow Iceberg's directions, which we get into the flashbacks. Like, Iceberg doesn't really follow those directions either, I don't think, in the flashbacks. <laughs> where everybody keeps being given, supposedly, these, these very secret plans, these blueprints of this, this terrible weapon. And then they tell the person that they give it to, like... If you get in trouble, just just give these up, like drop them and run, like yeah. care about your life. And Polly doesn't do that. <laughs> Polly stands and fights because he's a cool dude. <laughs> I guess. But then he just tells them that the blueprints are fake. And I'm he does like, eventually tell them that. Yeah. No, he like immediately tells them that. And I'm like, what was the plan here? <laughs> Shouldn't you have just given them the fake blueprints and been like, oh, you got me. <laughs> Nah, because he's fighting them for a little bit. He's trying to slow them down, I guess. <laughs> like, if this is what you want, I'm going to make it really hard for you to supposedly get this. <laughs> but yeah, Iceberg and Robin end up in the same room together. Because again, the assassination temp attempt is happening. And Iceberg does not like Robin. No. Not at all. <laughs> it didn't, didn't care for her even before the assassination attempt. Yes. He's, he's always been wary of her because she can read the pomyglyphs. Yes. And he knows that there are knowledge about weapons stored in the pomyglyphs, and he knows that she can read them. And he has a very firm stance on weapons and how dangerous they are and how they... I don't know. He kind of seems like somebody who doesn't think weapons should even exist in the first place. Yeah. Where, where he's like, no matter what, a weapon could be used for ill. So it's better if it just doesn't exist at all type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> we do get his backstory because, well, we get a, a double backstory because, so we haven't talked much about Frankie other than his family. Mm -hmm. uh, but Frankie is a guy in Water 7. King of the Underworld, Dismantlers, whatever, notable delinquent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so Luffy does encounter him at one point and is like, I'm going to fight you mm -hmm. for what you have done to my crew. Mm -hmm. But then that's when the other galley law shipwrights are like, Straw Hat, you're wanted. Mm -hmm. And then they have to run away. And then later, Frankie kidnaps Usopp again. Yeah, Because he wants to fight Luffy some more. Yeah, they're using Usopp as bait. Go tell everybody that we've got Long Nose and tell them exactly where we are so that they can come and find us. And then that doesn't work out well for Frankie because eventually the 
people, the CP9 want to get him. So. <laughs> yes, because he actually has the real blueprints because Frankie and Iceberg were apprentices to Tom, mm-hmm. the greatest shipwright ever. Mm-hmm. He made Goldie Roger's ship. Yes. <laughs> I mean, let's just get into that whole thing where... <laughs> In the flashback, we're seeing the flashback starts 22 years ago. So right when Goldie Roger had been executed. Yes. And so then you have the government officials coming to Tom and they're like, you built his ship. We're going to get rid of you. You were involved in this. You were complacent in this. You aided him. So you got to go. Yes. And it does make me wonder. I don't know if this is something that will come up again later, but like, are there other people who tangentially aided Roger who are also going to be uh-huh. like silenced? Because we know this government is very much about silencing things. It, it, yes. It's very clear that they will send things out and try and silence whatever is happening mm-hmm. and, and, and that they're not giving people and the general public like the full story of things that are happening. So it just makes me think that there are going to be other things, but I don't know. <laughs> or do I know? Or and I just forgot you? it. Because, <laughs> y'all, my memory of this is not good. Uh, well, it's you're brand only, new to me. You only got so far, so who knows, Hannah? <laughs> I, I know. I, I know. <laughs> so he gets a stay of execution because he says, I'm going to build a sea train because Water 7 is dying. It's not great. Like, no trade can come mm-hmm. to it. But if we have a sea train, there's a sea train in this arc, guys. We haven't mentioned it. It's cool. But yeah. A train on the ocean. Mm -hmm. It's super cute. It's called the Puffing Tom after Tom, who built it. He does build the sea train. His apprentices are Iceberg and Cutty Flam. Called Frankie. Called Frankie. <laughs> uh, Cutty Flam, Frankie, who was tossed aside by his pirate parents. Yes. And made his way and ending up being Tom's apprentice. And him and Iceberg, it's just an adorable... I, I think it's adorable. I mean, they're fighting all the time because they have two very completely different ideas about how to... I don't know, create things like <laughs> what to create, what to create, what is okay to create, because Frankie is very much trying to perfect his battleships. He keeps making these different ships that are going to take on the Neptunians. Yeah, the, yeah. the big old sea monsters. The big old sea monsters. And, and so he keeps making and remaking it and, and redoing those while, again, Iceberg is very much like we shouldn't bring weapons into the world. Yeah. They're definitely butting heads, but it's a very adorable, like, older brother, younger brother relationship. Yeah. But of course it has to turn tragic because it's a backstory. Because, yeah, because Tom, again, has the blueprints for, I don't think we said it yet, but the battleship that the blueprints are is... Pluton. It is the Pluton. The Pluton that we talked about before is a battleship that the government wants. Yes. They want the blueprints for, and assumingly they probably want the actual ship itself. Yes. So they, we actually do see them, we see the five elders say, we want the Pluton because of this new age of pirates that just happened Mm -hmm. after Goldie Roger was executed. So they're like, the easiest way is to get these blueprints, build this battleship. We can Mm -hmm. take on every pirate right now, which is what we need to do. Tom doesn't really want to do that. He hasn't really been approached at that point with the sea train and stuff. This is like 14 years later after the sea train is completed Mm -hmm. when Spandam, our villain of the arc, 
<laughs> he he like figures out, oh, he must have the blueprints for Pluton. I'm going to get these blueprints and it's going to look so good for me. Mm-hmm. So Tom's about to be pardoned. And then the Battle Frankies attack the judicial ship. Yeah. And he's framed. He's framed. Spandom oh. is kind of smart there. He's... <laughs> He's using that to frame him, and he he had done such good work. He was going to be free. Ugh, it's heart-wrenching. One thing that I forgot to say earlier, but kind of goes into, or kind of encompasses Iceberg's whole view. One thing he says to Frankie in the flashback is, I'm not questioning your intent, I'm questioning your responsibility in bringing these weapons into existence. Yeah. And now we're seeing the fallout of, he brought these weapons into existence, and now they're being used for purposes. To hurt someone that he loves. To hurt somebody that he loves. And uh, it's just, it's it's so sad. And I don't know, they're all then like captured together. And Tom is, I guess, I don't know, is comforting Frankie in the moment and is also telling him that, because Frankie's trying to like disavow all of these battle Frankies. Comforting. Do you mean punch in the face? No, it is. Com- no, he is. He is. Yes. Yes. But you know what? Because that's what happens. You know what? No. Frankie is, again, trying to basically say that he hates that he created these things, that he he doesn't, that they're not his yeah. anymore. He is cutting ties with them. Like, they're not his anymore. But Tom is like, no matter what, you, you built this ship, you gave it life, and you have to at least love it. And I don't know, there's just something also, I mean, we don't see Frankie being super emotional about being tossed out by his parents, but that just felt like something that could hit mm-hmm. him even harder, where it's like, He was abandoned by the people who gave him life. And so now here he is abandoning the things that he had given life to. And Tom's like, no, hold up. Like, you created these. You, you need to love them. Yes, they were used for ill purposes, but they're yours. Yeah. Take, take ownership. Love them. And I don't know. It's just, oh, it's so good. <laughs> but Tom takes the fall for all of it. And he's taken away on the C-train, and Frankie stands in front of the C-train to try and stop it, and gets run over. And then, okay, we haven't said this yet, Frankie's a cyborg. He was hit by a C-train and then ended up on an abandoned ship and rebuilt parts of his body. You know, his front, what he could reach. Yes, he can't. He says it later, like, I couldn't reach, I can't do my back. Yeah, so his back is vulnerable because he wasn't able to to reach around and and do that. But yeah, he's a cyborg. But yeah, um... With him and Usopp together, because so so Usopp's been kidnapped by Frankie, mm-hmm. but then he hears Usopp's story about how he left the crew for the ship, and now we see this whole different side of Frankie of being emotional and keeps crying yes. about everything. And before he was just this really menacing villain. Yes. yes. And so now, and then Usopp is also saying just oh. It's in the past, you know, you stole the money. You already spent all the money. We haven't said that. Frankie already spent all the money that he stole. And Usopp Usopp says that it's all right, more or less. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, is that because he faced off against the Frankie family twice already? And he's smart enough to be like, I'm not going to antagonize you. (laughs) I don't know, but they do. They have such an emotional talk because Frankie is like, yeah, the assessment of that ship was correct. Like, that's not a ship anymore, even. It's it's just parts. <laughs> and then, well, so and Usopp says, I know, I know that the ship 
we, can't go on and anymore. And you find out that he actually has had maybe even more time than the Straw Hats to process this, that he's been processing it ever since Skypea. But I mean, by processing, his way was just kind of, I don't know if even ignoring it is the way, like he he knew, it's not even like denial. I don't know. It's, it's unclear what he wanted to do. It kind of sounded like he wanted to give it a proper send off. Mm. But he was also saying, I'm going to take this back to East Blue. And Frankie's saying, you will not make it back. Yeah, there is no way it'll make it that far. It, it won't even make it to the next island. So yeah, it is just this heartbreaking denial that he's in right now. Mm-hmm. And he knew that the ship wasn't going to last very long because on Skypea, Hannah, who was fixing the ship? It was going Mary's spirit. It was the ship. It was the ship. The ship was fixing itself. It's it's the spirit that has a name that I didn't write down, but it it's this Clabouterman. Yeah, and it's this spirit that is supposed to show up for these ships that just feel so well loved. And it showed up for them to fix the ship when it was super duper broken, broken in half, and fixed it. What is it? It's all right. I'll carry everyone a little bit farther is what Mary said (laughs) to Usopp. And that's when he knew that, well, he even, he tells Frankie, it's going to sound crazy. I think that was the ship. And Mm -hmm. and then Frankie explains the legend of Club Outerman, which is a thing. That's a real legend. Mm, Cool. (laughs) So... A real legend. A real legend. <laughs> An actual legend. And then Frankie's saying, because this appeared to you in person and actually fixed the ship, it must have been so loved. And that's when I started crying. Oh my god! And I felt so dumb because at the beginning of this, I was like, I know what's going to happen. It's just a ship. And I knew exactly what Frankie was going to say. I knew he was going to tell Usopp that the ship fixed the ship and the ship did it because it was so loved. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, it just got to me. Yeah. And then the thing that gets me is when Frankie, again, is trying really hard to get Usopp to understand that this ship can't go on and that what he's doing in trying to fix Mary is going to hurt Mary instead. Because he says, think about how you'd feel if your stubbornness caused it to sink in the middle of the ocean with all of you on board. Do you really want to put this ship you love in that kind of position? Where we know Mary loves them all so much (laughs) because Mary fixed herself Mm -hmm. to get them farther. And it would break her heart if like in her sinking, they all died because of her. And it's just like, oh no. And then CP9 catches up to them and Kaku, uh, Kaku, the great villain of this arc. Oh my god! He's part of CP9. So CP9 is all people who were just in Water 7, deep undercover for five years pretending to be mm-hmm. shipwrights. There are so many undercover people in this series. <laughs> people who have been undercover for years. Yes. I feel like we're like ramping up because what like we had cat dude who was <laughs> captain captain Koro. captain Koro who was like three years undercover two years I, two, yeah, two, two years. years and then i feel like there was somebody who was like three years i guess maybe it was vivi, vivi who vivi was, was undercover for like three or three years yeah about two two, two three or three years. years i don't know anyway who's gonna be undercover for like 10 years mm. somebody i guess <laughs> <laughs> Do I know? (laughs) Do you know? We'll see. Do I know? We'll see. (laughs) So, and, and they've coerced Robin into helping them 
so they want the plans for the Pluton, they want Nico Robin, they want to frame the Straw Hats for the Iceberg assassination, they've set Iceberg's house on fire, mm-hmm. everybody's dying. The Straw Hats did go in and tried to confront Robin. But CP9 is strong and it did not go well. And they tossed them away. Oh my gosh, Zoro and Luffy were just thrown straight out the window. Yes. Zoro made it all the way to the ocean with how far he was thrown. <laughs> yeah. And so then it's like, uh-oh, if Luffy was thrown into the ocean, that's not good. Oh, everything's going bad. And then yeah, Kaku just dumps the Mary in the ocean. Yeah. Just tosses her out and then kidnaps Usopp and Frankie. Yeah. Usopp's been kidnapped so much. I know. Also, I was a little confused about that. I guess, so he says, oh, this guy says he's a pirate, better arrest him. But we find out that the deal Nico Robin made with CP9 was, I will do everything you want, but the Straw Hats go free. But then they kidnap Usopp. But he does say, like, I'm not with the Straw Hats anymore. Mm. But also, Robin doesn't know that, so. Yeah, that is kind of weird. Oh, well. It's more just a convenient way to get our characters all in the same place. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, to get them all back together. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, I'll I'll let it go. Mm. Hey, you really shouldn't have kidnapped Usopp there, but you do. And you take Frankie because he actually has the real Pluton blueprints. Mm -hmm. And we find out, so, Iceberg's rationale or I guess maybe Tom's that he told them, was they knew about Nico Robin. Mm -hmm. They knew that this little girl existed in the world that could read the Pontyglyphs and could find the actual Pluton that still exists. Mm -hmm. And so that's what Tom was saying was, we need to have these blueprints to build a Pluton to combat the other Pluton. Oh my gosh. Just in case. Yeah. (laughs) So... That's sort of the reasoning why nobody just destroyed these blueprints so far. Because, mm-hmm. really, we should just destroy these blueprints. Mm-hmm. But they're convinced that there's this evil girl in the world who is going to reawaken the ancient weapons. We, once everybody, because, like, once the Straw Hats get out of Iceberg's burning mansion yes. uh, and, and all of that, and Nami's talking to Iceberg and, and gets the story from his point of view of where he's confronting Robin. I mean, he is. He's he's ready to... This person who does not care for weapons, seemingly, is is ready to kill Robin. Yes. <laughs> like, he is so scared of what she could potentially do. And I guess he does have reason to be, because he's, I mean, probably read the plans for the blueprints mm-hmm. and, and probably knows what true firepower that ship has yeah. and, and, and knows what kind of havoc it could cause if it, if it were to be created or found or mm-hmm. or or whatever. But yeah, I, one thing he says is you don't always need to have evil intentions to hurt people because Robin again is sticking to her like like I just want to know history. Yeah. Like I just want I I just want to be able to read alone. this and know history. Like I'm not going to actually use this to, you know, find the weapons or use the weapons. I I just want to figure out the history. But he's like it doesn't matter what your intentions are. You could still end up hurting people with this. Yeah, he's a bit extreme. He's a bit extreme. And he's saying bad things about my girl Robin, so, you know. <laughs> so he's not one of your favorites, then. Uh, He kind of is. <laughs> His mouse is. His mouse. Oh, my God. His mouse is so cute. It's very chubby, Ew, but I Oh, my do God, it. it's so cute. <laughs>
But Nami is so happy. She's like, she didn't betray us. I gotta tell Luffy. Well, yeah, because he reveals about the Buster call. He, Iceberg is like, you know, she's not fully acting this way because of her own intentions. Yeah. She she is doing this to protect you because she knows that like a buster call will be called against the straw hats where you will be decimated, you will be destroyed. They will get like their strongest people, like their warships, admirals, vice admirals. They're all going to assemble and they're going to take you out. And but yeah, Nami is just so happy and so relieved and like we got to tell everybody because yeah, together they'll they'll find a way. <laughs> They will try. <laughs> she does say that just like, now that we know what's going on, our power will be unstoppable. Yes. Just now that we know that our friend is in trouble, our friend needs saving. Mm-hmm. She knows, she remembers what happened when she tried to leave the crew. Yeah. Yeah. So now, so now it is the mission of we got to find everybody. We got to figure out where Luffy is. We got to figure out where Zoro is, you know. Maybe figure out where Sanji is. He's off doing his own thing. But we for sure need to find Zoro and Luffy because we know that they were tossed aside. We got to find them. Get all the Galila people to to help find them. You know, one fun thing. Emma, what's one of the Galila people like shouting while they're looking for Luffy and Zoro? You know, Luffy, Zoro. <laughs> so, so Chopper is leading this search. And so he's shouting out, and then the galley law people are just copying him. So he also whispers, Usopp, please come back. <laughs> and so then everybody else whispers that as well when they're doing their shouting. It's so cute. But let's talk about Sanji, because he's been gone for too long. Yeah, and he's just been waiting at the train station, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I bet she'll leave on the last train. I'll just wait here until... She leaves. <laughs> there she is. But she's also with government people. So, hmm, you know, probably coerced. Let's see what we can do about this. Oh, my God. He gets on the train. And this is his Zoro versus the 100 bounty hunters moment. Ooh, yes. <laughs> he, the, He's taking on this whole train. There are what, like seven cars? There's seven cars. Each car has a gimmick, of course. Mm-hmm. So there's a different group of people in each car, all government, all supposed to be strong. Mm-hmm. He takes out two cars by himself mm-hmm. and reunites with Frankie and Usopp. He meets Frankie for the first time and he's like, oh, you're Frankie? I'm going to kill you. Yes, yes. So you're Frankie, huh? You jerk. How could you have done that to our long nose? Our long nose, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's so good, but... He does call the rest of the crew. The rest of the crew gets reunited. You know, Zora was in a chimney. <laughs> Luffy was stuck between two walls. Uh, yeah. Our crew gets reunited. Sanji manages to call them. And he's and they get all the information together. Okay, here's what's going on. Robin is being coerced. And Zoro's like, Sanji, watch out. That's a there are tough people in that car. And Luffy says, no, Sanji, do whatever you want. Exactly. <laughs> Just, Zoro, would you hold back if you were in there? And maybe he would, because does he really care about Robin? But mm. <laughs> also, yeah. Zoro, remember when you killed all those bounty hunters? Oh my god! It's time for Sanji to tear things to up. To have his moment, yeah. <sighs> But again, this is, you know, Zoro just fought everyone. Sanji, he lures half of the train into the last two cars and disconnects uh, yeah, them. Yeah, couples it. Oh, um, it's so good. Yeah, he's very methodical in what he does. It's, yes. it's very planned out. Unlike most of the rest of the crew, he, he does kind of plan things out. 
And it was working out really well. So Usopp overhears the call that Sanji has with the rest of the crew. And he, he's saying, I'm not part of the crew anymore. I don't have any part in this. And really, mostly he's saying, the rest of the crew is crum- coming because there's another sea train. Surprise. Mm-hmm. We thought there was only one, but there's the prototype that is the runaway train. Mm-hmm. And so he, he just still cannot face the crew. He still does not want to face them. So he's like, I, I have no part in saving Robin. I'm not part of the crew anymore. But <laughs> then a mystery man appears. With a mask. Who could it be? He says he's the Sniper King. <laughs> he does. It's Usopp. <laughs> he's the Sniper King. <laughs> I, I, I know I know the bit. I respect the bit of people saying, oh, we never find out who Sniper King is. For the sake of just making it easy to talk about, it's Usopp. And he comes up with a theme song for himself. Mm-hmm. This is, so well, so Frankie and Sanji see... The Sniper King. And they're like, um, what is he doing? And I think Sanji's the one who says, just go with it. Yeah. You you don't want to hurt his feelings anymore. Yeah. (laughs) So Sniper King is now going to help save Robin. And they're going through the train cars. And of course, they couldn't just... (laughs) There had to be somebody weird in these train cars. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, ramen noodle dude. Wans, Wanze, I forget how to say his name. He is weird. He is a cook and part of CP7. So, there, okay, so there's all the cipher pole groups. (laughs) We don't really need to get into it, I guess, but. Anyway, CP9 is the strongest of them, but. The strongest and the covert one. Yeah, they are not even supposed to exist. So, but anyway, Wans, the (laughs) cook fighter who puts flour in his mouth and mixes it up and then spits the noodles out of his nose. (laughs) And it's gross and weird. And of course, Oda had to do it. Mm -hmm. But it is a good fight of him versus Sanji. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Sanji ends up with knives at one point. Yes, it's so cool. (laughs) Because he doesn't fight with knives. And I do, again, think that's a really cool thing that Oda did was that, no, the knives are for, for cooking. That's that's what they are for. He wouldn't use his hands or knives to attack people. He, he uses his legs and his feet. But no, here he is. He's like, well, we're in a kitchen. You've got a suit of noodles around you. <laughs> yes, correct. I, 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 will, I will use these knives in this moment. <laughs> to just chop the noodles. He does not. Mm-hmm. Cut wands at all. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, what a fight. Yeah, Sanji with the knives. It's so cool. I love it. I feel like Sanji has a lot of variety in his fights, which mm-hmm. is why one of the reasons why I love him. And again, because he's a cook first and he always brings that into everything that he does. Mm-hmm. When he tells Wands, you committed three crimes. One of them was calling yourself a cook in front of me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good. <laughs> And also, I didn't mention Captain T-Bone, who's one of my favorite characters. Oh my god! He, he was on the sea train. He is a captain in the Navy. And his gimmick is that he's just, like, so caring and compassionate. He sees a guy with, like, the tiniest bit of blood on his arm. And mm-hmm. he says, what happened to you? And he says, oh, I, I got a bug bite and I scratched it and it, it bled. And he's like, let me wrap this up. I'll use my coat as a bandage. And so he just keeps doing that. He keeps seeing injured people and by the end his coat is just completely gone Mm -hmm. because he just Mm -hmm. keeps 
bandaging people up. Mm-hmm. It's so funny that he might have to go on my favorite characters list. Oh my gosh. Which is so <laughs> dumb because he's not an important character. Or is he? <laughs> but Cute. yeah, I guess the main thing left is the attempt to save Robin. Yeah, uh, as Oda does, you know, you think you think they've accomplished what they want to do, and yes. then they don't. But then you think again. Oh, now they did. Nope, again. Yes. And it just keeps going back and forth, back and forth, so many times. I mean, Usopp. Sniper King makes it into <laughs> Robin's cabin because she's just at the very front of the train by herself and is is talking to her and is trying to get through to her. Mm-hmm. And what does he say? He says, do you really think they'd be grateful to be alive knowing one of their crewmates sacrificed herself for them? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's so good. Because, yeah, they are, they are a team. They are a crew. They will work together to figure this out. They don't realize how terrified she is of the Buster Call. And we get, like, a glimpse of it when one of the CP9 people is like, that's her biggest fear. Like, that is the thing. Yes. That, that she, she has no will to fight against it. Because that is the thing that is the most terrifying to her. But even so, they are like, no, we are going to... We're going to do this. We're going to figure out a way. Yes. So we, they keep trying. They, they get to the CP9 car. They're trying to fight CP9. Mm-hmm. It's not going well because they are so strong. Mm-hmm. But they get her out and it seems like they're getting away. Mm-hmm. Uncouple one of the cars again. And so they think they're getting away. But nope, they're pulled right back in. Frankie ends up sacrificing himself to like try and get them away. Yes. But then again, like the one with like the door door power just hops in, grabs Robin, and so now we're kind of back to the beginning where Robin and Frankie are still on their way to Annie's lobby. And Robin keeps telling them, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. And it's, oh, it's so heartbreaking because, well, she attacks Sniper King. She restrains yes. him. Yes. And when uh, Bluno is the one with the door door fruit, mm-hmm. he can make portals, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Anything is a door for him. Mm-hmm. And she's saying, I'm going with you. I'm going to go back with you. I don't want to go with the straw hats. Yeah, and- she's still trying to make sure that the deal stays the same, that the Buster Call is not called on the straw hats to despite them causing so many problems for CP9 right now. Yes. But then Sniper King says one final thing to Robin. He says, pirates can't leave their crew without the captain's permission. Uh, And then, I, I didn't write this one down, but I should have, but he's basically like, believe in Luffy. Like, you can't, you don't give in, don't give up. You, you don't have permission from Luffy yet. You have to wait and see what he says. Yes. It's so good. It's, And that kind of relates back to him leaving the crew Mm -hmm. of how it's unclear how much he really wanted to leave the crew, I guess. But I guess he wanted to leave the crew because he was afraid they were going to leave him. Instead, he wanted to get ahead of it. And so he knew the only way he could leave the crew was challenging Luffy to that fight. Mm -hmm. And so, oh my God, it's, it's all great, guys. And then it ends on that cliffhanger. Robin's being taken away. Frankie is also captured. The rest of the Straw Hats are on the way. We're all going to Annie's lobby, which is the... It's not actually a courthouse. It's supposed to be. But basically, you're just marched straight through mm-hmm. and you go straight to prison. Yeah, it, it's basically the gates to, like, the prison. Yes. So, and anybody who goes to Annie's lobby does not come back. Mm-hmm. 
But our straw hats are going to go there because that's the kind of people they are. Yes. So I loved it. I loved all of it, except for Dave back fight, but... <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. I feel like, again, Skypea is fine. It's not as good as Alabasta, in my opinion, but now we've got Water 7, and it's just so good. <laughs> it's so good. I think it's higher in ranking than Alabasta. Oh, in my, way higher. In my ranking, it's, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, so... I mean, this was this was an episode that I went into where I was like, what am I going to say other than I loved it? Right. <laughs> just everyone is just because you have your comic relief character getting a emotional development arc. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is when Usopp, of course, became one of my favorite characters. When you just find out how he has all these doubts and mm-hmm. just thinks so poorly of himself now from being with all these yeah. super strong people yeah. and how that's been building up and building up and how right now it's come to a head of just I can't be in this crew anymore but then how he does still want to help Robin mm-hmm. and that's the brave warrior that he wants to be. Yeah, I mean he was so close to getting her out of there. He He's the one who had the plan of <laughs> retreat, get back into the car and I'm going to throw the smoke screen I'm going to grab her. He's, he's very good at grabbing people and running. Yes. That's how the arc started with him grabbing frozen Robin and running back to the ship and now here he is grabbing not frozen Robin (laughs) trying to get her away so that's a fun circular moment (laughs) Hmm. Uh, Oda (laughs) oh Oda you've done it again (laughs) but yeah I'm excited for what's up next yeah I uh, the conclusion of this is sure to be emotional with what we've already experienced. I, <laughs> gosh. I, it's going to be something. But yeah, I guess, Emma, specifically, what chapters are we going to be doing? Well, we will be reading the Ennie's Lobby arc, finishing the Water 7 saga. So that is chapters 375 through 441. So volumes 39 through the very first chapter of volume 46. Nice. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hope people will join us in reading these. I I don't know how many people are coming here and, and just listening to us go on about how much we love One Piece <laughs> without reading it or have watched it. But, you know, you should hop in. Now's a good time to hop in. Come join us. <laughs> But yeah, I guess this is where we're going to wrap it up. So as always, you can find all of our social media information in the show notes. We hope you join us in reading Any's Lobby. And until next time, don't forget to treat yourself. <laughs>